Hello, handsome. You care for a rubdown? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers, and welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach. I'm on my Pat Malone today, I just thought I'd get on here and rub down a little bit of what you need to be watching for this weekend in the trials. We've got plenty of footy on this weekend, which is fucking fantastic. Cannot wait to just get it into my eyeballs, hook it to my veins, very pumped, and a lot of teams trotting out some some top-tier players, some guys that are going to be very interesting, some questions that we have around team lists and selections and stuff like that is going to be very interesting when we're watching a few of these guys. But before we get into any of that, let's lubricate the tonsils, let's crack a froth, pierce the top of a Robert De Niro. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's tasty. So. As always, this rubdown brought to you by the weekly rubdown Patreon. We are getting closer and closer to the pinnacle of the preseason, which is draft day. It is the real Christmas day. You should be prepping. You should be studying. You should be getting your head around all the stats, uh, all the player profiles, everything you need to do to crush your draft. And the best place to do that is the weekly rubdown Patreon. We've got everything there at your fingertips. Uh, I mean, top 30s for every single final system, all the ranks, boom, bust sleepers, they're all ranked. They're on there. Stat sheets galore. It's sexual. It's arousing. Get on there. Have a bow peep. You will not be disappointed. All right, let's uh, let's get into a bit of footy. So we kick off tonight, Thursday night, 7 p.m. This is New South Wales time, obviously. Bulldogs versus the Storm. So we'll talk about the Bulldogs first and what we want to look out for here. A lot of whispers going around that Blake Taft is going to be the fullback for the Dogs. He gets a start there at number one. Be good to get some eyeballs on him. Uh, we did talk about him in the preseason. Not really impressed with the stats thus far with him at fullback and and those stats are including the the goal kicking that he had for the bunnies as well so be good to just see him run around bronson sherry's the big one here for the dogs want to see how he goes in the back line there obviously we're big on maddie burton we love uh the 5-8 halfback dual eligibility for birdo we think he's going to have a good season and the fact that he has that dual eligibility plus the fact that his final strength of schedule is quite favorable we love him. We want to see him playing well. So I'll be watching him very closely. Also, Hutcho versus Toby Sexton. Now, Drew Hutchinson gets the number seven on his back for this game. Toby Sexton named in the 14 jersey. Obviously, it is still a, a battle for that number seven jersey, which is great for both players. I think whoever wins the position, I think, We'll all be pretty big on them. I, I, I don't care who it is. I'd probably rather Toby Sexton for super coach purposes, but that is definitely something we need to keep an eye on here in this game. On Obviously, they're both going to get a run uh, in the halves at some point throughout this game. And I think whoever starts to impress throughout these trials is going to be the one that gets the gets the gig. Max King. 
everyone's all over this bloke's dick. We're sucking it right down to the chewy center. Be good to see how many minutes he gets. Uh, obviously hard to gauge with a trial, but we want to see him fit, firing, looking good, getting through plenty of work. Uh, Reed Marnie at hooker. Obviously the hooker position is disgusting, so be good to see how he's playing, see if there's a little bit of attack in his game, not just tackle bot. Um, other than that, we've got Jacob Preston on the edge. He's not a bad watch either, but that's probably it for the dogs. I think if we summed it up for the dogs, I'm really looking at Birdo, Bronson Sherry, and the the battle for the number seven there between Hutcho and Toby Sexy Sexton. Moving over to the Storm, Ryan Pappy Pappenhausen. Fuck yeah. This is going to be good because this could be the difference. I mean, if he fires here, my opinion of of Pappy goes from like an early round two, mid-round two to a top 10 pick, in my opinion. That's how big I am on him. And I want to see him in and around the ball. I want to see glimpses of the old Ryan Pappenhaus and backing up his support play. I want to see him put his hand up for run. I want to see confidence out of him. And if I see all of that, Huge on Pappy, huge on him. Um, a few other guys here to look at. Not a lot for the Storm, if I'm honest. Obviously, uh, Remus Smith, uh, Marion Seve in the centres. That could be a bit of a watch list there. Aaron Penne, the big fella, uh, playing front row. He might get some extended time uh, in the pack this season. Trent Liero playing 13. Now, it's been touted that he will get that number 13 and that Sean Bloor will play on the edge. So you see a good game out of Trent here at 13. That could all but seal Bloor on the edge, and that's fantastic for Supercoach. That's great for Classic. That's great for Draft. Really good. So looking forward to this game. A lot to watch. Plenty on the dog side of the ball. Plenty of value to be had for the doggies there. Uh, let's move on to Knights v Sharks. This is going to be Saturday, one forty-five p.m. So for the Sharkies, lots of guys to look at here. Tommy Jenkins, um, Christian Mapapalangi, if I've said that right, I think I've nailed it. Greg Marzu, oh, just to watch the beast is going to be very good. The halves look set there with Tyson Gamble, Jackson Hastings at the six and seven. Uh, you've also got Dylan Lucas there playing on an edge. So there is a battle for that right wing. So Tommy Jenkins and uh, K-Map, as I'm going to refer to him as now because I couldn't be bothered stumbling over his name. But, yeah, the battle for that right wing spot is going to be a fiery one um, out of Tommy Jenkins and K-Map. That's going to be interesting. Just I'm just keen to watch Greg Marzu. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to change my opinion on him very much. He's a high pick. I like him early round two, uh, but it's just going to be fun to watch him. The, the big one, though, Dylan Lucas on the edge there. It does look like it's going to be uh, Tyson Frizzell on the right and Kai Pierce-Paul on the left. But Kai Pierce-Paul still coming back from that injury. Dylan Lucas probably gets a couple of games at the start of the season. Uh, but just keep that in mind with Dylan Lucas because he might braid it in this game. But ball reports, KPP has that left edge sewn up. That's probably it for the Knights on the Shark side of the ball. Kay Dykes playing one. Be good to see him go around. Same to be said about KL Eero. Uh, Guru's boy loves him. Would love to see a really good game out of Eero because, honestly, with the talent that this kid has, he could 
pressure some of these guys in this back line um, and make his way somehow into this team. So they're they're interesting watches in this game. I see Anna Katoa on the wing there, but on that right edge, I'm not I'm not super keen on him. He had a terrible season last year. He's probably not really on my radar for 2024. Tommy Hazelton gets a run at prop here. Got the number eight on his back. He's interesting. He has got a sexy PPM. When he does come off the bench for the Sharks, he makes an impact. Dangerous close to the line. He can score a try. Look, if we can get a decent amount of minutes for Tommy Hazelton and he can pump out a high 40s, maybe a 50, 52 average, something like that. That's perfect. Very late in your draft. Someone you can pick up on your bench. So I'll be watching him. Also, Billy Burns on the bench. Got the number 14 on his back for the Sharks. Uh, we talked about him with the Guru. Obviously, T. Wilson probably gets the nod there at the left edge back row spot. But Billy Burns definitely has the ability, the talent to make a goal of that left edge back row spot. And if Teague Wilton does you know, struggle in defense at points during the season. Billy Burns could be a guy that comes in there and, fuck, he was averaging around that 60 mark for a Dragons team in 80-minute games uh, for that Dragons team that was struggling to score points. So he's a sexy name. We get to look at Teague Wilton here. He's got 12 and he's back for the um, for the Sharks. Also, Cam McInnes with a 13. Going to be interesting, interesting with Cam McInnes. He obviously had a really good season last year. If he can get some more minutes uh, in that lock role and they they rotate Delphinukin through the front row, maybe, I think that can be very sexy. Delphinukin's look, his body is starting to to pull up a little bit lame. And I think that's going to mean great things for Cameron McInnes. We could we saw what he can do with the minutes that he's given. He's an absolute tackling machine. He can score 50, 55 points on tackles alone. He goes all fucking day. Uh, not a lot of upside, but someone that I don't think a lot of people are looking at in your drafts and someone you can get late that could be a nice value pick. So, look, out of this game, the Knights versus the Sharks, I think the battle for that right wing spot for the Knights is something to really keep an eye on, and the battle for the left edge back row spot um, on the Sharks' edge. That's that's one of interest in my opinion. Let's keep it moving as I take a sip of the Nectar of the Gods, the very best. This is so. This is a doubleheader, obviously, this one with Knights-Sharks and then into the Roosters-Eagles. This is going to be at 3.45 on Saturday. Lots to talk about here. Let's start with the Roosters. We've got Teddy at fullback. I really like Teddy in drafts this year. I think people are sleeping on him. I think he still does have the uh, potential to score 70, 75 points. I think the Roosters are going to be a better side, uh, both in real life for rugby league, but also a super coach scoring side as well. So I'm... Interested to to watch how he goes here. Billy Smith playing centre. Now there's whispers that he comes into this side somehow. There's going to be a fucking shake-up in this back line for the Roosters. Who misses out? There's going to be a very talented player in the Roosters' back line that's going to miss out on a position here. You know, Daniel Tupu at wing. Joseph Suwali'i, he's got to fit in there somewhere. There's no way that they brought Dom Young down from the Knights not to play him. So, obviously... Joe Manu, he's got to be there. So fuck, too many mouths there, too many, too many bodies, not enough spots. So be watching Billy Smith and how he goes in this game very closely. Sam Walker, coming off that ACL sprain, talked about this with Brian. 
chances are he is going to need a reconstruction at some point in his career, whether that's going to be this year, next year, nobody knows. But what we do know when he's fit and he's playing, he will be a great super coach player. So I'm still keen on him. I'm willing to take the risk. I just want to see what sort of confidence level he's playing at in this game. I want to see him with his hands on the ball a lot. I want fingerprints all over the points that are, that the Roosters are scoring. I'll be watching him very closely because I'm keen on reaching it for him at some point in the draft. Then we have the merry-go-round fucking battle that we've got for the edge back rower spots. No one is guaranteed a spot here. You've obviously got Nat Butcher, Satili Tupanua starting uh, in this game, but you've also got uh, Angus Crichton on the bench, and you've also got White playing uh, front row. He's got the eight on his back. So a lot of guys there that will be vying for those spots. Obviously, I think the one guy that's got his nose ahead because he's proven that he can do the job and do it well is Nat Butcher. But, I mean, Angus Crichton, he's a kangaroo. Satili Tupanoa, fantastic, obviously coming off that ACL. That is going to be one of the biggest watch and see out of this game to see who who plays well, obviously, out of these guys, who gets favoured with minutes, how the rotation is set. Very, very interesting. Not to mention you've got Seal Wong uh, at number 19 of the reserves. Read into that what you will. Has he already secured a spot because he's in the reserves? Is he going to be one of the back rowers? I'm not sure, but yeah. Very interesting. Whoever gets the edge back row spots for the Roosters, I'm in on. I, I want I want a piece of them in the draft. So I'll be watching that very closely. Terrell May on the bench. Guru's big on him. We're big on him. PPM's through the fucking roof. If he can just get 40 minutes off the bench, you know he can turn that into 50. So, yeah, be interesting to see how he goes coming off the bench for the Roosters. On the other side of the ball for the Eagles, we've got a bit of a battle in the back line here. Now, whispers are Ruben Garrick plays center, plays right center. That would move uh, Kenicola over to the left, which opens up a wing spot. Obviously, Jason Saab's most likely going to take that right wing spot. So then you've got Jackson Polo and Vega, who are both playing in this game, each on either wing. So there's a bit of a battle here for the wing spot, but you've also got Tommy Talao playing center here. So, yeah, a lot of moving parts here in the Eagles' back line. I was really big on Tommy Talao as a nice little sleeper for the Eagles, but now with this uh, with this chat that Ruben Garrick is going to center, that might be all, uh, all done and dusted for Tommy Talao. But, again, it's one to watch. I don't mind Jackson Polo if he can get if he can lock down that left wing spot. And the thing about that left wing spot for the Eagles, we know it's prime real estate, right? We know that Turbo loves that left edge sweep. We know that Garrick has been the main beneficiary of a lot of points on that left edge sweep when Turbo is humming. So that is one to keep an eye out in this game about who is performing better on that left wing. And who actually is playing on the left wing? Is it going to be Vega? Is it going to be Paulo? Maybe that gives us an insight into who is favoured to play um, on that edge. Uh, other than that, it's the battle for the left back row spot, isn't it? It's uh, Ben Trevojevic versus Josh Schuster. Ben Trevojevic gets the start here at number 11. 
he scored a hat trick last time out for the Eagles. Josh Schuster coming off a little bit of illness with a chicken pox. So they're going head to head here, uh, and I think I'm more. I think we all are uh, a little bit more excited about Ben Chavoyevich getting the start there. Now, whoever wins the spot, are they going to play eighty or are they going to rotate uh, together, play a little bit of time here and there? The thing with Josh Schuster, if they carry him, he does sort of give them a little bit of depth in the halves as well as the back row. So that's definitely one to watch. Nathan Brown at 13, love to get a look at him with the the Eagles jersey and what he provides to this side. So, yeah, a lot to watch in this game. Uh, The big ones, obviously the back rows for both teams, is going to be a huge watch. Ben Chavovich versus Josh Schuster. And then you got Wong, Tupanua, Butcher, White, uh, Angus Crichton for the Roosters, heaps to watch. And then, of course, Sam Walker is a huge, um, let's get a look at this kid and see how confident he is with that knee. All right, let's keep it rolling with the next game. This is going to be the Eels versus the Raiders at 5.55. Let me have a little sippy, sip, sip. Oh, yeah. So in this game, let's start with the Eels. You've got Bailey Simonson. He's one of my favorite sleepers for the draft. If you look at the games that he just played at center, so 80 minutes at center for the Eels, you know, you've got about eight points in value or something like that just off the top of my dome. Uh, Obviously, you've got Dylan Brown that's going to come into this side, full preseason, going to play more games. Sean Lane's going to be around there. So you've got more attacking threats on that left edge now which may free up Bailey Simonson to do a little bit more running. We know that he doesn't like to pass the ball, so it could be fucking early doors for um, Sivo, which I I think he's a myth anyway. But, yeah, Bailey Simonson really does interest me in the draft because I think, yeah, people aren't really look at he, looking at him. So I want to get a look at him. I want to get a look at Brendan Hands. We, we've heard with Arthur that he wants to run an 80-minute hooker. So there's going to be value with whoever gets the spot there for the, the nine jersey for the Eels. So Brendan Hands, if he puts together a nice game here, he could be the guy, which is very interesting. Just mentioned him, uh, Sean Lane, coming back from a bit of a fucked year with injury. He gets the 11 on his back. We want to see him offloading. That's the big thing with Sean Lane. That's why he went so well in 2022 was his effective offloads and those effective offloads turning into tries, so try assists. So really interested to see how Sean Lane goes. I love Sean Lane. I love deal bags. I love that stack. Uh, so I'll be watching Lane very closely. Ryan Madison at 13, more of the same. Yeah, just have a look at him, see how he's traveling. That's probably it for the Eels, for the Raiders. Chevy Stewart, Xavier Savage, K.O. Weeks, Ethan Strange. A lot of new names in this side that we all want to be watching and looking at and see how they go. Obviously, Chevy Stewart getting the the nod at the fullback spot. That's very interesting. I want to see how he goes. Apparently, Xavier Savage has been killing it in training. Yes, training the house down, skin folds, beep tests, the whole fucking bit. You know, all the cliches. He has been killing it. So... Interesting with him because he is dual CTW fullback. That's sexy. And then obviously with the the halves and what's going who's going to partner Jamal Fogarty, we get to look at KO Weeks and Ethan Strange in this game. So that's 
that's definitely one to watch there. That's probably it for the Raiders. So out of this game, Bailey Simonson's a big one, Sean Lane, and then all those those new faces for the Raiders, Stuart, Savage, Weeks, Strange, really keen to, to watch those guys and see how they perform. Let's move on to the Charity Shield, which is a doubleheader from the Eels-Raiders game as well. This one's on at 8.05, obviously the Bunnings versus the Dragons. Let me have a slurp. Mm. Yeah. So the bunnies, not a lot doing here. Um, obviously, we get to look at Tass, Kenna, Tane, Milne, all named in the back line with Campbell Graham out uh, for the first part of the season. And obviously, uh, Munro is also injured. There's going to be a right center spot and a right wing spot up for grabs there. So all these guys are sort of battling it out to get those spots. Uh, I'm quite interested in Isaiah Tass. I think he's probably the most super coach relevant guy out of Tass, Kenna, and Milne. So I'll be watching him closely. Tavita Tola, I think he's the big dick in this in this pack now for the Rabbitohs. I'm interested to see how he goes. I think he could be a solid 50-point plotter that you can get very late in your draft, someone that you could pick with your 15th pick. He goes into your front row spot, and you're going to get 50 points um, very consistently out of him. So I like that. Keon Kolomatangi versus Jacob Host versus Talon Duncan versus Jai Arrow. That little merry-go-round is going to be very interesting. Where does Keon play? Does he play right? Does he play left? Is Talon Duncan going to get a go? I know he's named in the reserves here. Is there something to read into there? Has he already secured a spot? Is Jai Arrow eventually going to play through the middle? You know, he's, a, he's named at back row in this game, but do they give him a shot through the middle at some point in this game. Lots to watch here. Lots to watch here. Then the main thing is where Keon Colomitani lines up. Is it going to be right or left? So that's very interesting. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it for the Bunnies. Over to the Dragons, the Tyrell Sloan, Zach Lomax uh, experiment continues. Fuck me. Are they going to make a decision here or are they just going to run with this ridiculous, you play half the game, I play half the game. I fucking hate that. I hate that for rugby league. I hate that for super coach. It's all fucking shit. Uh, all, all I want to see is Tyrell Sloan drop a few balls and Zach Lomax absolutely kill it. Two tries, three try assists from Zach Lomax with 15 to 25 runs, something around like that for the fullback spot when he's playing there. Just... Just sew up, mate. Just sew up that fullback position so we know to draft you high. Um, Jack Bird at center. Interesting. Haven't seen him play center in quite some time. Obviously, he's had a terrible run with injuries, so that has to be brought into consideration when you're thinking about drafting Jack Bird. But for me, I think he that's his spot, center. Give him some space. He's big, powerful. He's a Katoni Staggs type body shape so he's got the ability to break a lot of tackles which we know is really sexy for super coach so i'll be watching him closely uh and also if he is indeed playing on that right edge his combination with ravalawa because we know how profitable that was last year for lomax and ravalawa with that flick ball and them you know linking up a lot in the dragons tries albeit you know 
not a lot of tries, but they were super dominant down that right edge. Over 53% of their tries were scored down the right. So Jack Bird, Ravalawa, that combo is interesting. Uh, Jacob Little and Connor, uh, I want to get this right, Molleson, the uh, the young hooker coming off the bench there. Let's have a look at the, the rotation between these two guys and the minute split. Uh, and then... I just love Blake Laurie. Just want to see him pump out a solid 50 to 55 minutes because if he's doing that, he's in my side. I guarantee you. He turns 50 to 55 minutes into 55 points every fucking day of the week. Big blocker. Love him. Get him up here. I want to buff him. Jaden Sewer, Jack DeBellin. Jack DeBellin is an interesting one because Flano did come out and say that he didn't realize, he didn't, understand why Jack DeBellin was getting so many minutes. So if he gets his wings clipped a little bit here with minutes, Jack DeBellin's score, his supercoach score is so heavily tied to his minutes because of his PPM that it could really hurt him if he starts playing 50 around those minutes. We want him 60 plus, 65 minutes. So that's going to be one to watch. Jaden Sewell was very impressive last year. Uh, I, I want to get a look at him and how he's combining with his halves. Obviously, Kyle Flanagan's going to play six. So another guy that's that I want to have a look at, especially about what edge, because um, we saw Ben Hunt play left and right throughout the 2023 season. So I want to see where Kyle Flanagan, Flanagan is settling and whether Ben Hunt continues to play both sides of the field or whether he settles on the right or left, whatever it may be. Just want to get a look at what's going on there. So I guess for this game, the main the main things to watch here would be the back row for the Bunnies, Keon Kolomotani specifically because of that, what side of the, the um, ruck he is playing on, whether it be right or left. And then... There's a host of things to watch for the Dragons. The the big one, probably Zach Lomax and how he performs at fullback and uh, Jack Bird. Very interesting. Really good game. A uh, lot of questions that need answering um, out of those two teams for sure. Let's keep it moving. Warriors v. Tigers, Sunday, 2 p.m. Yeah. So, Warriors first. RTS sounds like he's going to be playing left center. Not what we wanted. We wanted him to be on that prolific right edge. So he was in and around all the points the Warriors were scoring on that right edge last year. Just want to get a look at him and see if it is true that he is playing that left edge, but also how the Warriors are attacking. Are they still going to be that really dominant right edge attacking team? Because... I mean, I wasn't huge on Roger to begin with. I think that he will get overdrafted due to namesake anyway. But if he's playing left and they're going right all day, I'm even lower on him. Uh, CHT gets a start. Love CHT. He has he has some really high upside. And in this game, he's going to be going head-to-head with Luke, Luke Metcalf. Both of them named um, in the halves for the Warriors. Interesting. Because you've got Tamara Martin there as well. Uh, who's going to get the spot? Who's going to get the six? And now that Roger is playing on the left edge, presumably, uh, interesting to, for whoever gets that 5-8 spot. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, they've got a big fucking attacking weapon as in Roger Tuivasa-Shek out there now. So I'm starting to look at 
someone there who's potentially going to get that 5-8 spot. So I'd be watching the CHT versus Luke Metcalf battle very closely. And the other one, I just want to make sure Jackson Ford is going to get big minutes in the back row there. And because uh, he was great last year, I think it'd be better for the run. If you listen to the Guru podcast, talked about this young guy who played 80 minutes for the majority of the season. He sort of died in the ass last year. Now that he has a bit of experience playing big minutes for you know a long stretch of the season, I think he'll be better for that. So he's another one I want to watch. For the Tigers, yeah. I mean, there's a few names here. Buller, I want to see how he comes into this preseason with the expertise of Greg Inglis and the mentorship there that's happening behind closed doors. That's going to be interesting. Junior Tupu, obviously he had a, a, a few big games for the Tigers last year. The the halves, Bud Sullivan, Aiden Caesar. I'm not big on Aiden Caesar, but I do want to see what Bud Sullivan looks like with the Tigers jersey with the six on the back. Uh, Stefano Uricamano, Clemmers in there, Isaiah Papali'i. Just will be good to get eyeballs on these guys and see how they're faring in the preseason. That's about it. I mean, I'll be honest, I play a 23 to 26 uh, final system. So Tigers players really don't interest me at all. But if you are playing outside that final system, obviously some of these guys are very interesting. The big one here for me in this game is obviously the battle of that six with CHT, Luke Metcalf, and Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Keen to look at what's going on there, guys. Let's move on to the Cows v. Broncos. This one's at 4 p.m. Fuck. I hope my missus knows how much footy's on this week. I don't think she even realizes that I won't be available at all. So the Cows, huge on Semi Valame. I hate that his average is about 66. I think that sort of sucks the value out of him. I think uh, him playing that right wing spot, Cowboys tended to attack down the right more often than not. And that right wing spot, whether it be Kyle Felt or Semi Valame, they're a huge beneficiary of, of Drinky and how he was playing at the back end of the year. So I'm keen to look at him. Uh, Viliami Valea, Guru's big on this boy, big, strong unit. Want to see how he attacks this game. I want to see him with ball in hand. I want to see him hitting it up a lot, getting through a lot of base stats. Keen to look at him. Uh, the only other guy here at the Cowboys, probably Finney Fiyaki, if that's how you fucking say it. I've butchered that, but you know what I'm fucking talking about. There's There could be a back row spot here open with um, Lucy Leilua. He wants out. So there is a spot opening up. So there's going to be a bit of a battle there for the left edge back row spot. We obviously got Lukey there as well. So that's a big watch this space and to see who can get who can lock down that left edge back row spot. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it for the Cowboys. Over to the Broncos. Wow. Okay. We get to look at old sexy eyes, uh, Reese Walsh. Very attractive man, a very attractive super coach player. Do we take him fourth overall? Do we take him fifth overall? Yeah. Let's see him just fucking light it up in this game, and that's going to really put a big decision 
for those who are picking four, five, six. So keen to watch Walshy, and then you've got the back line here, which is completely wide open, right? You've obviously got Katoni Staggs, who's going to be right center. We get to look at Cobo again at uh, at left center. I haven't seen a lot of him at left center, so I want to look at this. I want to look at Dean Mariner versus Corey Oates. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I love Corey Oates. I've just got a soft spot for Corey Oates. I think if he is playing left wing outside Cobo, with Bam and Walsh and that fantastic left sweep, they have an attack out there with Broncos scoring a lot of points and probably just skull-fucking a lot of teams in 2024. Let's be honest, they will be pumping teams. Keen on Corey Oates. I want to see him go around nicely. Uh, Adam Reynolds obviously had that uh, soft tissue injury earlier on the preseason. We'll make sure he is all good to go. With the Ford pack for the Broncos, you've obviously got Brennan Piacoro. Good to get eyes on him, but also with the um, with Thomas Flegler moving on, there is a little bit of minutes here to look at. You get to look at Corey Jensen. He's got the eight on his back in this game. You've got Fletcher Baker coming off the bench at 16. Then you've got Billy Walters, the Tyson Smoothie minutes split. So a little bit to look at here for the Broncos, but obviously it's that back line that's really sexy. So for me, Semi Vellame is the big one for the Cowboys, and I'll be watching Cobo, Mariner, and Oates for the Broncos and just enjoying Walsh just do his thing. So, yeah, pretty sexy game, actually. Really, really looking forward to that one. Uh, next up, Finns v. Titans, 6.15. This is timing out nice. Almost done with my 10. All right, for the Finns, we've got. Jack Bostock on the wing, Tessie New at center again, brained it last time. He had the, the three on his back for the Finns. Herbie Farmworth at center, Jermaine Asako. Really interested to see how all this lines up, as in which side of the field they're playing on. Whispers are that Herbie Farmworth is playing on the right edge and uh, you've got Jermaine Asako outside him. Personally, I don't think that's great for Jermaine Asako. I don't think it matters where Herbie plays because. He's just a guy that's just going to tuck it under his wing and do, and try and do it himself. So it doesn't really matter what side of the field it is for him, but it does matter for Jermaine Asako. You want someone inside Jermaine Asako who's sucking in defenders and putting him in space. There were so many games where Big Val played right center and Jermaine Asako just, there were tries that went begging. And I know because I had fucking Jermaine Asako ATS and watching Big Foul just go himself. And I can see the same thing happening here if Herbie does play right center. So that is something to watch there. Huge draft implications there for Jermaine Asako, obviously coming off a huge fucking season. If Herbie Farnworth is inside him, his draft stocks plummet, in my opinion. So I want to look at that. I want to see if Tessie New can continue to, um, to perform and put his best foot forward. Interesting. I love him as a player. I think having him playing center closer to the ball, I think that's obviously it's better for his game, both real life and super coach. We get a look at Isaiah Katawa and Sean O'Sullivan, both present some value late in your drafts. So be keen to look at how they're combining, how they're doing with some of the new faces in the team as well. Big Tommy Flegler, Want to see what sort of minutes he is demanding here in this trial. Again, hard to get a grasp on the minutes with the trial because it's going to be a lot of rotation, but I just want to see more out of Thomas Flegler, that late footwork at the line. 
I want to see him stand up and be a big leader in this pack. You got Jeremy Marshall King. Doesn't really matter what he does here. He is a clear number two in the hooking spot, but keen to see him go around. And of course, Tommy Gilbert playing thirteen. He was he was killing it at the start of last season. So uh, yeah, very keen to have a look at him. Then you've got uh, Big Val Tafare and Jake T- Jake Avarillo on the bench. Huge battle here for some backline spots. Uh, obviously, Herbie's going to grab one. Tessie New is definitely putting his hand up at the moment going, I need to be picked. But Jermaine Asako obviously, is going to be on that right wing. So I guess it's, say, Herbie Farmworth is that right center and Jermaine Asako, and you've locked up that right edge. Both spots, the left center and the left wing, up for grabs here between Bostock, Tessie New, Avrillo, Tafare. Um, yeah, one to watch here. That's probably probably the biggest thing to watch here for the Dolphins is that back line and who's putting their hand up for it. Uh, for the Titans, pretty much fuck all to look at here. They haven't really done much here. Ken Mamalo probably here. I think it's his first start for the Titans. So he gets a wing spot. You've got Tommy Weaver on the bench. We know that he is a young prodigy. But other than that, yeah, fuck all. I think the Dolphins will do a job here against the Titans. So for me, it is that back line for the Dolphins. That's the big watch here. Want to see where Herbie is lining up, but also I want to see who is putting their hand up for those other vacant positions in the Dolphins' back line. And that is it, people. That's the trials. That's what you want to be looking at. Wook and I will reconvene here next week early on to do a bit of a trial wrap-up, talk about who impressed, and hopefully answer some of the questions that I've put forth here on this podcast, and uh, hopefully we, we get some answers. But yeah, I'm out of breath because it's fucked doing a podcast on my own. I need my sparring partner. I need someone to argue with, someone to yell at, someone to laugh at. But anyway, guys, love ya. Uru. I'm my Pat Malone today. I just thought I'd get on here and rub down a little bit of what you need to be watching for this weekend in the trials. We've got plenty of footy on this weekend, which is fucking fantastic. Cannot wait to just get it into my eyeballs, hook it to my veins. Very pumped. And a lot of teams trotting out some some top-tier players, some guys that are going to be very interesting, some questions that we have around team lists and selections and stuff like that is going to be very interesting when we're watching a few of these guys. But before we get into any of that, let's lubricate the tonsils. Let's crack a froth, pierce the top of a Robert De Niro. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's tasty. So, as always, this rubdown brought to you by the weekly rubdown Patreon. We are getting closer and closer to the pinnacle of the preseason, which is draft day. It is the real Christmas day. You should be prepping. You should be studying. You should be getting your head around all the stats, uh, all the player profiles, everything you need to do to crush your draft. And the best place to do that is the weekly rubdown Patreon. We've got everything there at your fingertips. Uh, I mean, top 30s for every single final system, all the ranks, boom, bust sleepers, they're all ranked, they're on there, stat sheets galore, it's sexual, it's arousing, get on there, have a bow peep, 
you will not be disappointed. All right, let's uh, let's get into a bit of footy. So we kick off tonight, Thursday night, 7 p.m. This is New South Wales time, obviously. Bulldogs versus the Storm. So we'll talk about the Bulldogs first and what we want to look out for here. A lot of whispers going around that Blake Taft is going to be the fullback for the Dogs. He gets a start there at number one. Be good to get some eyeballs on him. Uh, we did talk about him in the preseason. Not really impressed with the stats thus far with him at fullback and and those stats are including the the goal kicking that he had for the bunnies as well so be good to just see him run around bronson sherry's the big one here for the dogs want to see how he goes in the back line there obviously we're big on maddie burton we love uh the five eight halfback dual eligibility for birdo we think he's going to have a good season and the fact that he has that dual eligibility plus the fact that his final strength of schedule is quite favorable we love him. We want to see him playing well. So I'll be watching him very closely. Also, Hutcho versus Toby Sexton. Now, Drew Hutchinson gets the number seven on his back for this game. Toby Sexton named in the 14 jersey. Obviously, it is still a, a battle for that number seven jersey, which is great for both players. I think whoever wins the position, I think, We'll all be pretty big on them. I, I, I don't care who it is. I'd probably rather Toby Sexton for super coach purposes, but that is definitely something we need to keep an eye on here in this game. On Obviously, they're both going to get a run uh, in the halves at some point throughout this game. And I think whoever starts to impress throughout these trials is going to be the one that gets the, gets the gig. Max King. Everyone's all over this bloke's dick. We're sucking it right down to the chewy center. Be good to see... How many minutes he gets, uh, obviously hard to gauge with a trial, but we want to see him fit, firing, looking good, getting through plenty of work. Uh, Reid Marnie at hooker, obviously the hooker position is disgusting, so be good to see how he's playing, see if there's a little bit of attack in his game, not just tackle bot. Um, other than that, we've got Jacob Preston on the edge. He's not a bad watch either, but that's probably it for the dogs. I think if we summed it up for the dogs, I'm really looking at Birdo, Bronson Sherry, and the the battle for the number seven there between Hutcho and Toby Sexy Sexton. Moving over to the Storm, Ryan Pappy Pappenhouse, and fuck yeah, this is going to be good because this could be the difference. I mean, if he fires here, my opinion of, of Pappy goes from like an early round two, mid-round two, to a top 10 pick, in my opinion. That's how big I am on him. And I want to see him in and around the ball. I want to see glimpses of the old Ryan Pappenhouse and backing up his support play. I want to see him put his hand up for run. I want to see confidence out of him. And if I see all of that, huge on Pappy, huge on him. Um, a few other guys here to look at. Not a lot for the Storm, if I'm honest. Obviously, uh, Remus Smith, uh, Marion Seve in the centres. That could be a bit of a watch list there. Aaron Panay, the big fella, uh, playing front row. He might get some extended time uh, in the pack this season. Trent Liero playing 13. Now, it's been touted that he will get that number 13 and that Sean Bloor will play on the edge. So you see a good game out of Trent here at 13 that could all but seal Bloor on the edge. And that's fantastic for Supercoach. That's great for Classic. That's great for Draft. Really good. So looking forward to this game. A lot to watch. Plenty on the dog side of the ball. Plenty of value 
to be had for the doggies there. Uh, let's move on to Knights v Sharks. This is going to be Saturday, one forty-five p.m. So for the Sharkies, lots of guys to look at here. Tommy Jenkins, um, Christian Mapapalangi, if I've said that right, I think I've nailed it. Greg Marzu, oh, just to watch the beast is going to be very good. The halves look set there with Tyson Gamble, Jackson Hastings at the six and seven. Uh, you've also got Dylan Lucas there playing on an edge. So there is a battle for that right wing. So Tommy Jenkins and uh, K-Map, as I'm going to refer to him as now, because I couldn't be bothered stumbling over his name. But, yeah, the battle for that right wing spot is going to be a, a fiery one um, out of Tommy Jenkins and K-Map. That's going to be interesting. Just I'm just keen to watch Greg Marzu. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to change my opinion on him very much. He's a high pick. I like him early round two, uh, but it's just going to be fun to watch him. The the big one, though, Dylan Lucas on the edge there. It does look like it's going to be uh, Tyson Frizzell on the right and Kai Pierce-Paul on the left. But Kai Pierce-Paul still coming back from that injury. Dylan Lucas probably gets a couple of games at the start of the season. Uh, but just keep that in mind with Dylan Lucas because he might braid it in this game. But Bowl reports, KPP has that left edge sewn up. That's probably it for the Knights on the Sharks side of the ball. Kade Dykes playing one. Be good to see him go around. Same to be said about KL Eero. Uh, Guru's boy loves him. Would love to see a really good game out of Eero because, honestly, with the talent that this kid has, he could pressure some of these guys in this back line um, and make his way somehow into this team. So they're, they're interesting watches in this game. I see Anna Katoa on the wing there, but on that right edge, I'm not I'm not super keen on him. He had a terrible season last year. He's probably not really on my radar for 2024. Tommy Hazleton gets a run at prop here. Got the number eight on his back. He's interesting. He has got a sexy PPM. When he does come off the bench for the Sharks, he makes an impact. Dangerous close to the line. He can score a try. Look, if we can get a decent amount of minutes for Tommy Hazleton and he can pump out a high 40s, maybe a 50, 52 average, something like that. That's perfect. Very late in your draft. Someone you can pick up on your bench. So I'll be watching him. Also, Billy Burns on the bench. Got the number 14 on his back for the Sharks. Uh, We talked about him with the Guru. Obviously, Ted Wilson probably gets the nod there at the left edge back row spot. Billy Burns definitely has the ability, the talent, to make a go of that left edge back row spot. And if Teague Wilton does, you know, struggle in defense at points during the season, Billy Burns could be a guy that comes in there and fuck, he was averaging around that 60 mark for a Dragons team in 80 minute games uh, for that Dragons team that was struggling to score points. So he's a sexy name. We get to look at Teague Wilton here. He's got 12 and he's back for the, um, for the Sharks. Also Cam McInnes with a 13. Going to be interesting, interesting with Cam McInnes. He obviously had a really good season last year. If he can get some more minutes uh, in that lock role and they they rotate Delphinukin through the front row, maybe I think that can be very sexy. Delphinukin's look, his body is starting to to pull up a little bit lame. 
And I think that's going to mean great things for Cameron McInnes. We could we saw what he can do with the minutes that he's given. He's an absolute tackling machine. He can score 50, 55 points on tackles alone. He goes all fucking day. Uh, not a lot of upside, but someone that I don't think a lot of people are looking at in your drafts and someone you can get late that could be nice value pick. So, look, out of this game, the Knights versus the Sharks, I think the battle for that right wing spot for the Knights is something to really keep an eye on, and the battle for the left edge back row spot um, on the Sharks' edge. That's that's one of interest in my opinion. Let's keep it moving as I take a sip of the Nectar of the Gods, the very best. This is so. This is a double header, obviously. This one with Knights Sharks, and then into the Roosters Eagles. This is going to be at three forty-five on Saturday. Lots to talk about here. Let's start with the Roosters. We've got Teddy at fullback. I really like Teddy in drafts this year. I think people are sleeping on him. I think he still does have the uh, potential to score seventy, seventy-five points. I think the Roosters are going to be a better side, uh, both in real life for rugby league, but also a super coach scoring side as well. So I'm. Interested to to watch how he goes here. Billy Smith playing centre. Now there's whispers that he comes into this side somehow. There's going to be a fucking shake-up in this back line for the Roosters. Who misses out? There's going to be a very talented player in the Roosters' back line that's going to miss out on a position here. You know, Daniel Tupu at wing. Joseph Suwali'i, he's got to fit in there somewhere. There's no way that they brought Dom Young down from the Knights not to play him. So, obviously... Joe Manu, he's got to be there. So fuck, too many mouths there, too many, too many bodies, not enough spots. So be watching Billy Smith and how he goes in this game very closely. Sam Walker, coming off that ACL sprain, talked about this with Brian. Chances are he is going to need a reconstruction at some point in his career. Whether that's going to be this year, next year, nobody knows. But what we do know, when he's fit and he's playing he will be a great super coach player. So I'm still keen on him. I'm willing to take the risk. Uh, I just want to see what sort of confidence level, level he's playing at in this game. I want to see him with his hands on the ball a lot. I want fingerprints all over the points that are, that the Roosters are scoring. I'll be watching him very closely because I'm keen on reaching it for him at some point in the draft. Then we have the merry-go-round fucking battle that we've got for the edge back rower spots. No one is guaranteed a spot here. You've obviously got Nat Butcher, Satili Tupanua starting uh, in this game, but you've also got uh, Angus Crichton on the bench, and you've also got White playing uh, front row. He's got the eight on his back. So a lot of guys there that will be vying for those spots. Obviously, I think the one guy that's got his nose ahead because he's proven that he can do the job and do it well is Nat Butcher. But, I mean, Angus Crichton, he's a kangaroo. Satili Tupanoa, fantastic, obviously coming off that ACL. That is going to be one of the biggest watch and see out of this game to see who who plays well, obviously, out of these guys, who gets favoured with minutes, how the rotation is set. Very, very interesting. Not to mention, you've got Seal Wong uh, at number 19 of the reserves. Read into that what you will. Has he already secured a spot because he's in the reserves? Is he going to be one of the back rowers? I'm not sure, but yeah, very interesting. Whoever gets the edge back row spots for the Roosters, I'm in on. I, I want I want a piece of them in the draft. So I'll be watching that very closely. Thrill May on the bench. Guru's big on him. We're big on him. PPMs through the fucking roof. 
if he can just get 40 minutes off the bench, you know he can turn that into 50. So, yeah, be interesting to see how he goes coming off the bench for the Roosters. On the other side of the ball for the Eagles, we've got a bit of a battle in the back line here. Now, whispers are Ruben Garrick plays center, plays right center. That would move Kenicola over to the left, which opens up a wing spot. Obviously, Jason Saab's most likely going to take that right wing spot. So then you've got Jackson Paulo and Vega, who are both playing in this game, each on either wing. So there's a bit of a battle here for the wing spot, but you've also got Tommy Talao playing center here. So, yeah, a lot of moving parts here in the Eagles' back line. I was really big on Tommy Talao as a nice little sleeper for the Eagles, but now... With this uh, with this chat that Ruben Garrick is going to center, that might be all uh, all done and dusted for Tommy Talao. But again, it's one to watch. I don't mind Jackson Paulo if he can get if he can lock down that left wing spot. And the thing about that left wing spot for the Eagles, we know it's prime real estate, right? We know that Turbo loves that left edge sweep. We know that Garrick has been the main beneficiary of a lot of points on that left edge sweep when Turbo is humming. So that is one to keep an eye out in this game about who is performing better on that left wing and who actually is playing on the left wing. Is it going to be Vega? Is it going to be Paulo? Maybe that gives us an insight into who is favoured to play um, on that edge. Uh, other than that, it's the battle for the left back row spot, isn't it? It's uh, Ben Travojevic versus Josh Schuster. Ben Travojevic gets the start here at number 11. He scored a hat-trick last time out for the Eagles. Josh Schuster coming off a little bit of illness with a chicken pox. So they're going head-to-head here. Uh, and I think I'm more, I think we all are uh, a little bit more excited about Ben Trevojevic getting the start there. Now, whoever wins the spot, are they going to play 80 or are they going to rotate uh, together, play a little bit of time here and there? The thing with Josh Schuster, if they carry him, he does sort of give them a little bit of depth in the halves as well as the back row. So that's definitely one to watch. Nathan Brown at 13, love to get a look at him with the the Eagles jersey and what he provides to the side. So yeah, a lot to watch in this game. Uh, The big ones, obviously the back rows for both teams is going to be a huge watch. Ben Chavovich versus Josh Schuster. And then you got Wong, Tupanua, Butcher, White, uh, Angus Crichton for the Roosters, heaps to watch. And then, of course, Sam Walker is a huge um, let's get a look at this kid and see how confident he is with that knee. All right, let's keep it rolling with the next game. This is going to be the Eels versus the Raiders at 5.55. Let me have a little sippy, sip, sip. Oh, yeah. So in this game, let's start with the Eels. You've got Bailey Simonson. He's one of my favorite sleepers for the draft. If you look at the games that he just played at center, so 80 minutes at center for the Eels, you know, you've got about eight points in value or something like that just off the top of my dome. Uh, Obviously, you've got Dylan Brown that's going to come into this side, full preseason, going to play more games. Sean Lane's going to be around there. So you've got more attacking threats on that left edge now which may free up Bailey Simonson to do a little bit more running. We know that he doesn't like to pass the ball, so it could be fucking 
early doors for um, Sivo, which I'm, I think he's a myth anyway. But yeah, Bailey Simonson really does interest me in the draft because I think, yeah, people aren't really look at him, looking at him. So I want to get a look at him. I want to get a look at Brennan Hands. We, we've heard with Arthur that he wants to run an 80-minute hooker. So there's going to be value with whoever gets the spot there for the, the nine jersey for the Eels. So Brennan Hands, if he puts together a nice game here, he could be the guy, which is very interesting. Just mentioned him, uh, Sean Lane, coming back from a bit of a fucked year with injury. He gets the 11 on his back. We want to see him offloading. That's the big thing with Sean Lane. That's why he went so well in 2022 was his effective offloads and those effective offloads turning into tries, so tries. So really interested to see how Sean Lane goes. I love Sean Lane. I love deal bags. I love that stack. Uh, So I'll be watching Lane very closely. Ryan Madison at 13, more of the same. Yeah, just have a look at him, see how he's traveling. That's probably it for the Eels, for the Raiders. Chevy Stewart, Xavier Savage, KO Weeks, Ethan Strange. A lot of new names in this side that we all want to be watching and looking at and see how they go. Obviously, Chevy Stewart getting the the nod at the fullback spot. That's very interesting. I want to see how he goes. Apparently, Xavier Savage has been killing it in training. Yes, training the house down, skin folds, beep tests, the whole fucking bit. You know, all the cliches. He has been killing it. So... Interesting with him because he is dual CTW fullback. That's sexy. And then obviously with the the halves and what's going who's going to partner Jamal Fogarty, we get to look at KO Weeks and Ethan Strange in this game. So that's that's definitely one to watch there. That's probably it for the Raiders. So out of this game, Bailey Simmonson's a big one. Sean Lane. And then all those those new faces for the Raiders, Stuart, Savage, Weeks, Strange. Really keen to to watch those guys and see how they perform. Let's move on to the Charity Shield, which is a doubleheader from the Eels-Raiders game as well. This one's on at 8.05. Obviously, the Bunnings versus the Dragons. Let me have a slurp. Yeah. So, the Bunnies, not a lot doing here. Um, Obviously, we get to look at Tass, Kenna, Tane Milne, all named in the back line with Campbell Graham out uh, for the first part of the season. And obviously, uh, Munro is also injured. There's going to be a right center spot and a right wing spot up for grabs there. So all these guys are sort of battling it out to get those spots. Uh, I'm quite interested in Isaiah Tass. I think he's probably... The most super coach relevant guy out of Taz, Kenner, and Milne. So I'll be watching him closely. Tavita Tola, I think he's the big dick in this in this pack now for the Rabbitohs. I'm interested to see how he goes. I think he could be a solid 50-point plotter that you can get very late in your draft, someone that you could pick with your 15th pick. He goes into your front row spot, and you're going to get 50 points um, very consistently out of him. So I like that. Keon Kolomatangi versus Jacob Host, versus Talence Duncan, versus Jai Arrow. That little merry-go-round is going to be very interesting. Where does Keon play? Does he play right? Does he play left? Is Talence Duncan going to get a go? I know he's named in the reserves here. Is there something to read into there? Has he already secured a spot? Is Jai Arrow eventually going to 
play through the middle. You know, he's, a, he's named at back row in this game, but do they give him a shot through the middle at some point in this game? Lots to watch here. Lots to watch here. Then the main thing is where Keon Colomitani lines up. Is it going to be right or left? So that's very interesting. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it for the Bunnies. Over to the Dragons, the Tyrell Sloan, Zach Lomax uh, experiment continues. Fuck me. Are they going to make a decision here or are they just going to run with this ridiculous, you play half the game, I play half the game. I fucking hate that. I hate that for rugby league. I hate that for super coach. It's all fucking shit. Uh, all, all I want to see is Tyrell Sloan drop a few balls and Zach Lomax absolutely kill it. Two tries, three try assists from Zach Lomax with 15 to 25 runs, something around like that for the fullback spot when he's playing there. Just... Just sew up, mate. Just sew up that fullback position so we know to draft you high. Um, Jack Bird at centre. Interesting. Haven't seen him play centre in quite some time. Obviously, he's had a terrible run with injuries, so that has to be brought into consideration when you're thinking about drafting Jack Bird. But for me, I think he that's his spot, centre. Give him some space. He's big, powerful. He's a Katoni Staggs type body shape so he's got the ability to break a lot of tackles which we know is really sexy for super coach so i'll be watching him closely uh and also if he is indeed playing on that right edge his combination with ravalawa because we know how profitable that was last year for lomax and ravalawa with that flick ball and them you know linking up a lot in the dragons tries albeit you know not a lot of tries, but they were super dominant down that right edge. Over 53% of their tries were scored down the right. So Jack Bird, Ravalawa, that combo is interesting. Uh, Jacob Little and Connor, uh, I want to get this right, Molison, the uh, the young hooker coming off the bench there. Let's have a look at the, the rotation between these two guys and the minute split. Uh, and then... I just love Blake Laurie. Just want to see him pump out a solid 50 to 55 minutes because if he's doing that, he's in my side. I guarantee you. He turns 50 to 55 minutes into 55 points every fucking day of the week. Big blocker. Love him. Get him up here. I want to buff him. Jaden Sewer, Jack DeBellin. Jack DeBellin is an interesting one because Flano did come out and say that he didn't realize, he didn't, understand why Jack DeBellin was getting so many minutes. So if he gets his wings clipped a little bit here with minutes, Jack DeBellin's score, his super coach score is so heavily tied to his minutes because of his PPM that it could really hurt him if he starts playing 50 around those minutes. We want him 60 plus 65 minutes. So that's going to be one to watch. Jaden Sewell was very impressive last year. Uh, I, I want to get a look at him and how he's combining with his halves. Obviously, Kyle Flanagan's going to play six. So another guy that's that I want to have a look at, especially about wattage, because um, we saw Ben Hunt play left and right throughout the 2023 season. So I want to see where Kyle Flanagan, Flanagan is settling and whether Ben Hunt continues to play both sides of the field or whether he settles on the right or left, whatever it may be. Just want to get a look at what's going on there. So I guess for this game, the main the main things to watch here would be the back row for the Bunnies, Keon 
key on Colin Matangi specifically because of that, what side of the, the um, ruck he is playing on, whether it be right or left. And then there's a host of things to watch for the Dragons. The, the big one, probably Zach Lomax and how he performs at fullback and uh, Jack Bird. Very interesting. Really good game. A uh, lot of questions that need answering um, out of those two teams for sure. Let's keep it moving. Warriors v. Tigers, Sunday, 2 p.m. Yeah. So, Warriors first. RTS sounds like he's going to be playing left center. Not what we wanted. We wanted him to be on that prolific right edge. So he was in and around all the points the Warriors were scoring on that right edge last year. Just want to get a look at him and see if it is true that he is playing that left edge, but also how the Warriors are attacking. Are they still going to be that really dominant right edge attacking team? Because, I mean, I wasn't huge on Roger to begin with. I think that he will get overdrafted due to namesake anyway. But if he's playing left and they're going right all day, I'm even lower on him. Uh, CHT gets a start. Love CHT. He has he has some really high upside. And in this game, he's going to be going head-to-head with Luke, Luke Metcalf, both of them named um, in the halves for the Warriors. Interesting. Because you've got Tamara Martin there as well. Uh, who's going to get the spot? Who's going to get the six? And now that Roger is playing on the left edge, presumably, uh, interesting to, for whoever gets that 5-8 spot. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, they've got a big fucking attacking weapon as in Roger Tuivasa-Shek out there now. So I'm starting to look at someone there who's potentially going to get that 5-8 spot. So I'd be watching the CHT versus Luke Metcalf battle very closely. And the other one, I just want to make sure Jackson Ford is going to get big minutes in the back row there. And because uh, he was great last year, I think it'd be better for the run. If you listen to the Guru podcast, talked about this young guy who played 80 minutes for the majority of the season. He sort of died in the ass last year. Now that he has a bit of experience playing big minutes for you know a long stretch of the season, I think he'll be better for that. So he's another one I want to watch. For the Tigers, yeah. I mean, there's a few names here. Buller, I want to see how he comes into this preseason with the expertise of Greg Inglis and the mentorship there that's happening behind closed doors. That's going to be interesting. Junior Tupu, obviously he had a, a, a few big games for the Tigers last year. The, the halves, Bud Sullivan, Aiden Caesar. I'm not big on Aiden Caesar, but I do want to see what Bud Sullivan looks like with the Tigers jersey with the six on the back. Uh, Stefano Uricamano, Clemmers in there, Isaiah Papali'i. Just will be good to get eyeballs on these guys and see how they're faring in the preseason. That's about it. I mean, I'll be honest, I play a 23 to 26 uh, final system. So Tigers players really don't interest me at all, but if you are playing outside that final system, obviously some of these guys are very interesting. The big one here for me in this game is obviously the battle of that six with CHT, Luke Metcalf, and Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Keen to look at what's going on there, guys. Let's move on to the Cows v. Broncos. This one's at 4pm. Fuck. I hope my missus knows how much footy's on this week. I don't think she even realizes that I won't be available at all. 
So the cows, huge on Sammy Valame. I hate that his average is about 66. I think that sort of sucks the value out of him. I think uh, him playing that right wing spot, Cowboys tended to attack down the right more often than not. And that right wing spot, whether it be Kyle Felt or Semi Valame, they're a huge beneficiary of, of Drinky and how he was playing at the back end of the year. So I'm keen to look at him. Uh, Viliami Valea, Guru's big on this boy, big, strong unit. I want to see how he attacks this game. I want to see him with ball in hand. I want to see him hitting it up a lot, getting through a lot of base stats. Keen to look at him. Uh, the only other guy here, the Cowboys, probably Finney Fiyaki, if that's how you fucking say I've butchered that, but you know what I'm fucking talking about. There's There could be a back row spot here open with um, Lucy Leilua. He wants out. So there is a spot opening up. So there's going to be a bit of a battle there for the left edge back row spot. We obviously got Lukey there as well. So that's a big watch this space and to see who can get who can lock down that left edge back row spot. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it for the Cowboys. Over to the Broncos. Wow. Okay. We get to look at old sexy eyes, uh, Reese Walsh. Very attractive man, a very attractive super coach player. Do we take him fourth overall? Do we take him fifth overall? Yeah. Let's see him just fucking light it up in this game, and that's going to really put a big decision for those who are picking four, five, six. So keen to watch Walshy, and then you've got the back line here, which is completely wide open, right? You've obviously got Katoni Staggs, who's going to be right center. We get to look at Cobo again at uh, at left center. I haven't seen a lot of him at left center, so I want to look at this. I want to look at Dean Mariner versus Corey Oates. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I love Corey Oates. I've just got a soft spot for Corey Oates. I think if he is playing left wing outside Cobo, with Mam and Walsh and that fantastic left sweep, they have an attack out there with Broncos scoring a lot of points and probably just skull-fucking a lot of teams in 2024. Let's be honest, they will be pumping teams. Keen on Corey Oates. I want to see him go around nicely. Uh, Adam Reynolds obviously had that uh, soft tissue injury earlier on in the preseason. We'll make sure he is all good to go. With the Ford pack for the Broncos, you've obviously got Brendan Piacoro, Good to get eyes on him, but also with the um, with Thomas Flegler moving on, there is a little bit of minutes here to look at. You get to look at Corey Jensen. He's got the eight on his back in this game. You've got Fletcher Baker coming off the bench at 16. Then you've got Billy Walters, the Tyson Smoothie minutes split. So a little bit to look at here for the Broncos, but obviously it's that back line that's really sexy. So for me, Semi Vellame is the big one for the Cowboys, and I'll be watching Cobo, Mariner, and Oates for the Broncos and just enjoying Walsh just do his thing. So, yeah, pretty sexy game, actually. Really, really looking forward to that one. Uh, next up, Finns v. Titans, 6.15. This is timing out nice. Almost done with my 10. All right, for the Finns, we've got 
Jack Bostock on the wing, Tessie New at center again, brained it last time he had the, the three on his back for the Finns. Herbie Farmworth at center, Jermaine Asako. Really interested to see how all this lines up, as in which side of the field they're playing on. Whispers are that Herbie Farmworth is playing on the right edge and uh, you've got Jermaine Asako outside him. Personally, I don't think that's great for Jermaine Asako. I don't think it matters where Herbie plays because he's just a guy that's just going to tuck it under his wing and do, and try and do it himself. So it doesn't really matter what side of the field it is for him, but it does matter for Jermaine Asako. You want someone inside Jermaine Asako who's sucking in defenders and putting him in space. There were so many games where Big Val played right center and Jermaine Asako just, there were tries that went begging. And I know because I had fucking Jermaine Asako ATS and watching Big Val just go himself. And I can see the same thing happening here if Herbie does play right center. So that is something to watch there. Huge draft implications there for Jermaine Asako, obviously coming off a huge fucking season. If Herbie Farnworth is inside him, his draft stocks plummet, in my opinion. So I want to look at that. I want to see if Tessie New can continue to um, to perform and put his best foot forward. Interesting. I love him as a player. I think having him playing center closer to the ball, I think that's obviously it's better for his game, both real life and super coach. We get a look at Isaiah Katawa and Sean O'Sullivan, both present some value late in your drafts. So be keen to look at how they're combining, how they're doing with some of the new faces in the team as well. Big Tommy Flegler. Want to see what sort of minutes he is demanding here in this trial. Again, hard to get a grasp on the minutes with a trial because it's going to be a lot of rotation, but I just want to see more out of Thomas Flegler, that late footwork at the line. I want to see him stand up and be a big leader in this pack. You've got Jeremy Marshall King, doesn't really matter what he does here. He is a clear number two in the hooking spot, but keen to see him go around. And, of course, Tommy Gilbert playing 13. He was he was killing it at the start of last season. So, uh, yeah, very keen to have a look at him. Then you've got uh, Big Val Tafare and Jake, Jake Avarillo on the bench. Huge battle here for some backline spots. Uh, obviously, Herbie's going to grab one. Tessie New is definitely putting his hand up at the moment going, I need to be picked. But Jermaine Asako obviously, is going to be on that right wing. So I guess it's, say, Herbie Farmworth is that right center and Jermaine Asako, and you've locked up that right edge. Both spots, the left center and the left wing, up for grabs here between Bostock, Tessie New, Avrillo, Tafare. Um, yeah, one to watch here. That's probably probably the biggest thing to watch here for the Dolphins is that back line and who's putting their hand up for it. Uh, for the Titans, pretty much fuck all to look at here. They haven't really done much here. Ken Mamalo probably here. I think it's his first start for the Titans. So he gets a wing spot. You've got Tommy Weaver on the bench. We know that he is a young prodigy. But other than that, yeah, fuck all. I think the Dolphins will do a job here against the Titans. So for me, it is that back line for the Dolphins. That's the big watch here. Want to see where Herbie is lining up, but also I want to see who is putting their hand up for those other vacant positions in the Dolphins' back line. And that is it, people. That's the trials. That's what you want to be looking at. Wook and I will reconvene here next week early on. 
to do a bit of a trial wrap-up, talk about who impressed, and hopefully answer some of the questions that I've put forth here on this podcast, and uh, hopefully we, we get some answers. But yeah, I'm out of breath because it's fucked doing a podcast on my own. I need my sparring partner. I need someone to argue with, someone to yell at, someone to laugh at. But anyway, guys, love ya. Uru. You can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that, India. Ta-da. 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 Ta-da.